Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Hello. <laughs> Hi. What's up? I'll tell you what's up. The weather in Nashville is absolutely glorious. That is what your father said. Literally, I was talking to him this morning, and the bird, it sounded like he had on some fake stereo bird singing thing, because honestly, the birds were so loud. Yeah. And it sounded glorious. It is. The birds are out thriving. It's just so beautiful. This, see, this is the time that you need to be here. Because this is the perfect wet. This we're we only get this for a couple of weeks. I feel okay, but honestly, it can take a nosedive in April. It can. You're right. Like honestly, I have been think. Let me start over. Sorry, I'm stoned. <laughs> um, I just remember in April you can get tricked. Like early it's April true. can be like this, and I swear, no sooner than have I put on my bikini that oh there God. comes a freaking ice storm. You don't wear bikinis. <laughs> so I'm not saying is. I not. mean, but truly, like it can be that pretty and then an ice storm hit. It's really the best month is May, June. June gets hot. It gets too hot in the end of June, but May, early June, and September, October are well, the, Yeah, those months are great. But I was looking back at photos from last April when we were horse showing. And the photo I have on my Instagram, like I'm wearing like a white shirt and I'm there's sweat all over me and stars drenched in sweat. And that was end of April. So I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like April, beginning of April, it's really nice right now. So I've been outside all day enjoying the beautiful weather that we don't get often and lost my phone. Okay. If I had a freaking dollar for every time I take my phone with me on the Kubota, even though I bought an Apple watch to prevent this from happening... I don't wear the Apple Watch. Take the phone in the Kubota. And as I'm cruising around the farm, all of a sudden, no more phone. Don't know where that is. And then I have to drive around looking for the phone, which is green, which is the same color as the grass. And it takes me so long to find it. So these are the types of things they say when there's a, like, when you really want to make a lot of money, you got to come up with something that is so, like, people really need it. And that's how you make money is like by what, like coming... a phone case with a GPS on it. Maybe <laughs> that's a great idea. But the thing is, like, there is find my iPhone. Which... The only thing about that is, is if your phone dies, doesn't work, or if your phone's off, it doesn't that's work. That's true. And some people don't have it enabled, so then it doesn't work either. And uh-huh. then, like, like the Apple Watch will find your phone, but uh-huh. my Apple Watch was on. 12% and it was like, sorry, you don't have enough battery for me to find your iPhone. And I was just like, are you then on the Apple watch doesn't even work. So see, get yeah, th- this is something. Yes. That you need to invent. Yeah. Kind of like thinking less, I was thinking less technical, more uh, like holder. Oh, well, people already make like those really dorky belt clips, which I own and don't use because it's so dorky. But, you know, they do make luggage tags with GPS chips so that if your luggage gets lost, you know where it is. So I feel like you could take that technology and use it with a cell phone cover. Absolutely. Like a phone case. So we just gave all this away for free? Yep. So someone else is going to become a zillionaire instead of Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I have a theory that if you can think it, it's already been created or is in the process of being created. Well, that's not very optimistic. <laughs> that sounds but like it's kind of true. If you're a glass half empty kind of person, 
that is probably true. I think it's you're a realistic kind of person. Well, that's probably true. And actually, that is me. Usually, I'm a very much a negative Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Except when you're smoking the marijuana. Exactly. See, and that's what I love about marijuana is that <laughs> it really does make you very optimistic and like happy and you just have such a great outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We really are making massive steps in this the whole like weed thing being acceptable everywhere. I stopped in Leaper's Fork today to get gas yeah. and they have CBD gummies at the register. Like, See? it's not weed, but it's CBD. I mean, it's a step in the right direction. That's only because it's not legal yet there. No. Or that it would it's be. getting closer. It sure is. It's getting closer. No, that's, it's crazy and exciting. And I've never done a psychedelic in my life. But I also think we're looking probably for that to become legal as well. Sooner than later. I keep mm-hmm. reading about it and seeing it on the news and kind of crazy. Although I think the, honestly, in my opinion, I'd rather see that legal laws and freaking alcohol go. That's never going to happen. There is just nothing good that comes from it. It's true. You know, it it does sort of work the way like the weed works for you though, where it makes like, it makes people more tolerable. (laughs) So like when you're out, if you have a drink or two, or especially like a glass of wine or two, like the social setting isn't quite as annoying. Like, it's just more fun. And <laughs> but then if you decide to have three or four, you become the one that's... Well, that's... You can't do that. You got to have self-control. Uh-huh. That's I don't feel like most people do. I do. Especially after the second glass of wine. See, when it starts getting fuzzy for me is when I know to pump the brakes. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> As she takes another puff. I mean, honestly, gosh, I can't tell you how much I love weed. <laughs> Well, I get it because we made a whole podcast about it. You love it so much. So, I mean, it is just honestly awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know any other word to describe it except magical. Um, But anyway, I hope I'm a part of this. Like, that's why I felt like I just needed to step out into this, into the open and not be a closet weed person, smoker, closet pothead. Exactly. Because (laughs) I need to be a part of the change. Hmm. I mean, I think we're doing it. I think we are. Yeah. I'm proud to be a stoner. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to tell you something funny. Oh, God, what? So I have to tell the stoners about breaking my toe. (laughs) Breaking my toe. So more has happened since we've talked. It has? Yes. So I'm, I literally am coming down. I only have two stairs that go from the house to like two stairs. And I'm coming down the stairs. Literally bogey gets right under my feet and I just fall onto the concrete. Anyway, my whole foot is like black, blue, purple, like the whole thing, like paint. Literally though, it must not have been broken because I'm like by Thursday, like I was starting to walk around. It was feeling pretty much fine. Then I had to go to tile shopping with Matt Sanders. And so I take Caddy with me because I'm like, I never get any content. So I'm going to oh take Caddy with me and just, I went to do a boomerang. <laughs> you guys, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about my toe. That's how it was not even hurting. And I went to do a little step forward, step back, like cutesy boomerang. When I tell you, I have it. I'm going to put it up. My eyes start bugging <laughs> out of my head at the end of the boomerang because I swear I broke it worse than it was broke in the beginning. Mom. It is so bad now. Like, I think I have to go to the doctor. <laughs> but if you can say I'm in the middle of ANSACs, I literally crumpled to the floor. Wow. Hashtag content with caution. It is insane. Oh, so I- I'm kind of excited today to talk about my baked goods. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then should we kick her off with some baked goods? I think we should because I literally put it in my brain that I just absolutely could not forget to tell the stoners about a new product I've tried. Oh, well, let's hear it. So my friend Paula from Kentucky, one of my longest friends. Hi, Paula Jean. (laughs) Anyway, she sells her Dan and Fields and I hit her up because I needed some new product. And you know how they have the clay mask thing that they wash is actually kind of a masky. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Remember that? So now 
they have another one. You have the option of that one or this one that's jail instead of clay. Oh, that sounds way better. See, and I, fa- I immediately go, nope, I like the clay. I don't want to change. And she was like, honestly, just try the gel. And she said, try it with, and there are these little cleaning pads. Mm-hmm. And they have like little bristles and they're silicone. And she goes, instead of a washcloth, put, the, put it on and then use this and then rinse your face. So I got them. Guys, they are amazing. What? Let me see one. They are like these little exfoliating silicone cleaners. Like instead of the little ones that puff up when you put water on them, they're like that only silicone. And it even has this little thing, just like the phone where you put the round thing on the back of your phone and it makes you hold it better. Mm -hmm. It has that on the back of it. So it's like my face has never felt so clean. Well, okay. So do you have to clean this thing between each use or what? I mean, I would think so. Like I just like make sure to take the hot water and just rinse it under there for a while. Huh. They are cool. And my face feels great. Wow. Yeah. Really impressed. So they sell them on Amazon and they're the cutest colors and they're like $5 for two. They're just great. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look, these are the little things. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm obsessed with these little things. You guys should try them. I just think it really made my face feel clean. I loved it. Because I think that's the thing with gel cleansers. My face just does not feel clean after I use a gel cleanser. I love a gel cleanser. Isn't it weird how we all like different things? So weird. I mean, like, why do you like them and I don't? I don't know. I feel like a gel cleanser, like, strips everything off my face and makes me feel clean. Oh my gosh, I feel the total opposite. I feel like the gel just feels like it's just going to slide off your face before you can even rub it in. (laughs) It slides all the dirt off your face is what it does. The whole point to this story is the little cleansing pads. They're only big good. Oh no, hello. So Miley has been freaking out on me because I won't quit drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee out of a Keurig. And she thinks that what that we should not be heating plastic because we're told not to leave our water bottles in the car because if the plastic heats up and we drink it, it's bad for you. She's like, so how does it make sense that we're heating the Keurig and you're drinking you it? No That's different. Great, great point. So this has been for like a few years. She's like, a few. <laughs> Probably longer. Like, and I just refused to give up the Keurig and the Duncan. But I was like, you know what? If my little girl is worried about my health enough to be this stressed about it, I need to just like calm her little mind and I'm just going to stop. So I just got my first pour over. And who introduced you to that? Okay. So yes, Brandy's been using the pour over method for a while mm-hmm. and it just seemed so like such a process and it is, but you know what? I guess like the best things in life, like are the ones that you actually put some effort toward. Yep. And so honestly, I have, I never thought I could get used to another coffee and I love my coffee. So which coffee are you drinking? It's a brand called Stumptown. Oh yeah. I love Stumptown. It is so good. So I just randomly picked it out and I just picked like three different coffees. I picked Bulletproof, Stumptown, and one more. I can't remember the name. It was a guy's name. Mm. I'm telling you, everybody loves Bulletproof. I did not like it. I don't like it either. I think it might've been too strong. I could see that. Something. It was just not for me, but everybody else that I know loves it. But this Stumptown coffee is so good. I love it so much. And, and I, then, so your your little pour over, is it from Amazon? Both of my things. I got a kettle uh-huh. and I got the pour over. And let me tell you, the pour over I got. So what got me crazy at Brandy's is why I shut down and decided I wasn't going to even talk about a pour over is because how the freak do it's you It's too easy to stand there and pour the water over. No, it's like, how do you know how much water to pour? Well, that depends on how much coffee you're making. Yeah, but how do you measure it? So, like, the rule is, like, two tablespoons of of coffee grounds for every cup of coffee you're making. Uh-huh. And then you just, well, you, you just take a, a cup, or I, I do two, I make a huge cup of coffee. So, I uh-huh. do two cups into the kettle and boil it and then pour it over, like, two heaping tablespoons of grounds. Okay, so what I like about this one is instead of having to do that, there's just a little thing that sits on top of the whatever you put the coffee in, they have this little extra thing that sits on top and it shows you 
like it's like a measuring cup on top. And so you know right where to pour it for one cup or two cups or whatever you're doing. And why don't you tell them what that's made out of? <laughs> there is only one problem. <laughs> it's made of plastic. <laughs> it's true. And Molly will not be happy about that. <laughs> so basically, you're doing nothing better except drinking better coffee. Oh gosh! Though surely they make a, a ceramic or a glass version of this. They do. See, there's something needed that we should make. <laughs> that is our next thing. We should make that. Oh my gosh! You're uh, insane. Anyway, so I have cleansers, a kettle, and a pour over. Oh, you do what? Do you have anything to contribute? I'm not sure. I do. Is that made out of? I wanted to tell them what that's made out of. Oh, it's too good. Have you gotten anything good? Um, you know, our favorite, well, my favorite, and I know Miley loves it too. Uh, the Davines hairline. Love. Love. They just came out with new products specifically for blonde hair. It's oh. called the Heart of Glass line. And Heart um, of Glass. Blondie, you get it? Very interesting. Uh-huh. But instead of purple products, everything is blue. Ooh. And it's real good. I got I have the shampoo, the conditioner, which is like a little mask, kind of like our OI one that we love. And then also the this like treatment spray that you run through your hair. Like it's not really leave-in conditioner, but just like, I don't know, like treatment drops or something for blonde hair. So do you feel like it really brightens your blonde? Yeah, I do. Better than the Malibu? Well, it's different. The Malibu is like, the Malibu isn't really a shampoo or conditioner. You use it after you shampoo. And the Malibu, I still still use the Malibu weekly to Mm. just like really like get all the impurities out of my blonde. But I think like that's a good combo. Like use your Malibu weekly and then use this every day to like keep the blonde bright after you've, you know, cleaned it up with the Malibu. Got it. Could go into off limits. All right, let's talk off limits. Have you started watching Jenny and Georgia? I don't think I'm going to like that show. You watched Virgin River. Loved Virgin River. Like if Mostly you like the scenery. If you liked Virgin River, you were going to love Jenna and George. Are you Jenny sure? and Georgia. I don't love like a mother-daughter story. Why not? <laughs> it's just it's not for me. Like you didn't like Gilmore Girls? It was yes, but that's not why. I didn't like Gilmore Girls for that relationship. I okay, was more so, into it for her and all her love interests. Okay, so same. So this really it it is a mother and daughter story, but very much like Gilmore, where it's it's not even the two of them that the scenes I like. I like her daughter when she's at school and all okay. their shenanigans okay. and her and all her men things and her work. That's what I really like about it. But what was shocking is, is that in the corner, it tells you like it's for viewers 14 and up. Like that's young. Yeah. And it's it's risque. Yes. I mean, honestly, I feel like when I pitch things before, it's like, oh, we could never do that on network or something, or we could never do that. I don't know. So they smoke pot out of a bong constantly. Like they show people ripping bongs like crazy. And one of the first scenes is the mom runs out and tries to buy pot from like the neighbor's kid. Like it's hilarious. And also they talk a lot. Like it is sexual. Like the mom's always grabbing her vibrator. And then the daughter like is, I mean, lots of vibrators and sex. (laughs) But it is so good. And I love the mom so much. And I don't know like her real name, but. I want to think that she reminds me of myself. Oh, boy. Only her accent is like probably worse than mine, but in a much better way. Like it's like the tone of her voice is better. Is she Southern? I don't know in real life, but she is so, I just love her. (laughs) I love her character. I love her. I love everything about the show. And I honestly can't wait to go watch it in like 45 minutes. (laughs) Because it's that good. And you know what? It also has a little bit of a John Hughes feel. Uh Uh-huh. Just like a little bit of the John Hughes film, a little bit of Pretty Woman, a little bit of Gilmore Girls. Like Really? You're really, really talking this up. I loved it. All right. Honestly, so good. What's the guy's name from Friday Night Lights that's in a wheelchair? 
Oh, Jason Streets, his characters. Yes, Jason. I can't remember his real name. Okay, he plays the mayor of the town that she's not only working for, but flinging with. Oh, really? so weird to see him old. I bet. Well, I watched him. I watched a little bit of Heart of Dixie. I couldn't really hang past season two, but he's in Heart of Dixie too. Oh, I've never seen him in anything else. And I kept thinking, where do I know this guy from? Where do I know mm-hmm. this And I'm like, what? And Very interesting. Yeah. But I could not not see him as Friday Night Live character. Street. I just, I, know. I literally could not see anything but him in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like, it's just... Oh, it was, he's so good in Friday Night Lights. I can't he take is. it. I know. But anyway, I love the show and I highly suggest it. Wow. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. This is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your I, doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners. off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite. And they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. 
Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Have you watched anything else or is that it? We talked last week about Behind Her Eyes. Already finished that. And I just started an HBO series. It's called Made for Love. And it's actually like, it's not similar to the one, but like it is in the sense of that it's about like love and like futuristic technology stuff. And so I'm pretty sure it's coming out weekly because there's only three episodes up, but the main character, the whole show opens up with her escaping this like compound that she lives in with her husband. And basically like he's this tech zillionaire and the two of them live on this compound. They haven't left the house for 10 years. And at this compound, like there's like dolphins swimming in the pools and there's, they have this technology that like anywhere in the world, like they literally were like, oh, you want to go to a beach in South Africa? And then like all of a sudden go through this portal and you're on a beach in South Africa, but you haven't left the compound, like all this crazy technology stuff. And so the new thing the husband is working on is this microchip. It's like their big new technology that's coming out where you put chips in each other's brains and you can basically like read each other's mind all the time. And they think it's going to, like, solve the love problem of, like, everyone divorcing because you're on the same wavelength all the time. Sounds like the worst idea ever. Ever. And apparently she thinks so, too, because she escaped, so. Oh, my gosh. That's creepy. It's good, though. It's good, though. I read a book once where this, it's this messed up company, and the owners of it kidnap young girls and rich old people pay to go in and they do something to their brains where they can swap their brain. And so, and so now all these like 80 year old people have like this chip of the young person that they've kidnapped into their brain. So their bodies work and all this stuff. Crazy. That is scary. Scary. Wait, what is, what is that? I can't remember. I think it's a book. Well, that sounds terrifying. I know. Wow. All right. Well, I think that's enough off limits. Oh, you know what? This is a very good question. Sam, who I work with, Mm -hmm. had a high design question and Mm -hmm. I didn't know the answer. Oh, wow. She wants to know because it is true. And I'd like to know, and I bet the stoners would like to know, a good solution for, you know how your duvet, the duvet comforter always is just like, six inches too long or it's on the like are there any solutions to finding a correct fitting duvet that you know just looks really great all the time because I've never found one I don't know the answer to that duvets are really hard my duvet fits mine really well and I actually mine has like a little bit of extra length on the sides of the bed but I actually like that because I like I don't want to see like my mattress at all. Right. Like, and I'm like, we hate a bed skirt and all that. And my bed's a little high up. So my duvet covers just like comes down far enough to cover my mattress. So the the actual comforter that you put inside it was bigger. But then it's puffy, but then it's puffy on the sides. I like puffy. No, I don't like puffy on the sides. I don't know. Mine works really well. I, my duvet is from Brooklinen and I love it. I have their well, sheets too. They're good quality and they're, they're like not cheap sheets, but they're not outrageous. Like some either, like some of the linen sheets and everything. And they have three different versions. Mine are the Lux Sateen and that's the duvet cover I have also. And I like it because the dog hair doesn't stick to it the way my linen duvet cover was that I had before. But I don't know. Mine fits my duvet comforter like really well. And Kirsten actually taught me the most genius hack for putting the duvet cover on the duvet. I've watched that online before. Do you know what it is? Where you flip it and fold it and... Where you turn it inside out? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kirsten said she just thought of it one day. And I was like, this is crazy because it's like so simple. But I'm like, how did I not think of this? All you do is turn the duvet cover inside out and then tie all four of the corners. And then all you have to do is flip it all right side and it's done. Genius. Maybe it's that they need more ties. To keep somebody, so I saw somebody ask that maybe I was shopping for duvet cover. I don't know where I saw this, but I saw somebody ask, why don't they put ties in between the corners, like on the sides? For sure. That's what they should do. To hold it taut. Yeah. Like 
That's absolutely yeah. what they should do is just add more ties. Well, why aren't we making that? I also don't understand why anyone still puts buttons on the bottom of the duvet. Like That makes me angry. It makes me so mad. There's a couple of companies that do a zipper, which is awesome. I like love Moro, a zipper. Moro does zippers on their linen duvet covers, and, and it's awesome. But yeah. a lot of the companies that do the zipper, I didn't love the colors as much. Like I have the ivory from Brooklyn, and it's just such a good off-white color. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to get that. Yeah, I think you'd really like it. Well, we've been talking so long. Do we do a Dear MT? <laughs> Save it for next week. And then the other thing I was going to say is I was looking, I think you posted it on our Instagram account, actually, of, uh, hold on, let me go and pull her up. Yeah. Okay. So Jamie, Jamie called in asking about, she asked a few questions about putting some wallpaper in her bathroom to make an accent wall and kind of like zhuzh up her bathroom. And the before and afters, we posted them on the Instagram account this week. It is so good. Ah, have you let not me, seen? Let me look. Let me oh look. Oh my gosh, go look. She slayed it. I love the wallpaper. Like it's amazing what just doing a couple of like minor things in her bathroom. It totally changed the entire vibe. I'm obsessed with it. Go Jamie. We'll have to repost these on Thursday so people can go see. Yes, I did see it. It's so good. And I love that she did the round mirror with the black frame. Me too. On the black paper is uh-huh. so good. It's really good. Absolutely saw it and couldn't be more obsessed. And you know what? The wallpaper reminds me a little bit of Gucci. I could see that. Uh, it has a Gucci feel. And I just, I love the round mirror. Love it, love it, love it. You did an incredible job. It changed that space completely. Completely. I'm obsessed with it. All right. Well, since we've talked so long, I think we're going to save some DRMT questions for next week, but I did want to play one voicemail from one of the stoners that just had something cute to tell us that she wanted to share. Hey, Tish. Hey, Brandy. So I don't have a real question today. Um, I just more wanted to share my excitement with somebody. Uh, so basically, my name is Bailey. I live in Nashville. Um, I've called you guys a couple times before and you've talked to me. It's been awesome. Um, so basically, me and my fiance are getting married in October in Hawaii. We're super, super stoked. We already have a photographer. We're going to have a party before we go with all of our friends and family. You know, super, super excited for this. However, we're too excited. We're just going to go get married tomorrow on April Fool's Day and surprise everybody. Um, and basically, the past few days, I've just been running around Nashville um, trying to find the perfect thing to wear and getting our day in order. Um, and I've been listening to you guys' podcast the entire time, so I feel like I just had to call and share my excitement with somebody because, like I said, nobody knows. It's going to be a big uh, surprise for everybody. Yeah, I'm just really excited, and I just had to share my excitement with somebody. So thank you guys so much for listening. Love the podcast. Hope you guys keep doing it. Everything's great, and I am so not sorry I'm stoned right now. Bye, guys. Wait, so she's married. Yeah. Because today's the fifth. I know. Get it, Bailey. Honestly, yeah. Bailey is doing it right. I really think I really think the play is to do exactly what she's saying and like get married, like just your partner and maybe like a family member and or whatever, but then like go do a destination thing. I agree. That is the way to do it. That's what smoking pot does. It makes you think correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It makes her brain work better. Oh my gosh. Well, cheers to Bailey and her cheers, new Bailey. <laughs> You're insane. Well, while you take another puff puff, should we enter our guest that we have on today? Yes, we should. I feel like, are you super excited about this? Because this is one of your favorite brands. My love for this brand is embarrassing. Like I'm borderline obsessed. It is just how the stoners so- what brand? Okay, so today we are having Brett Heyman on who started Edie Parker. So she is so cool. And like I learned so much more even about her knowing that she was going to come on. She was like did PR for Gucci and then went on to work with Dolce & Gabbana. And then just she decided that she wanted to do something different. And I love that she... I love people who that are willing to step out of their comfort zone. So, and I just remember when these came out and I was just in awe of her handbags because mm-hmm. they are acrylic 
and they would have like words on them and people's initials. And I was just like in awe of these bags. And she was like, I just had a baby. And I decided if I can do that, I can do anything. It can't be that hard to make a, a bag. And so she started doing all these bags out of acrylic. But I just thought that was so cool. They're really incredible. Like every single one is like a piece of art. I was about to say the thing I love about it is that it's so unique that you can spot it like from anywhere. Like when you see one of her bags, you know, it's Edie Parker. Like there's nothing else like it. It's so cool. And without any logos, you know what I mean? Like any other designer bag, it's got logos slapped all over it. And that's how you know what it is. Like hers, you just know because of the design and they're just so sick. I mean, it's insane. So it's so crazy because actually saw Casey Musgraves. I got invited to something that Casey was doing and it said Edie Parker flower. And I'm like, wait, what? What does, what is that? Like, and I knew, you know, Casey's a weed smoker. And so like, I was like, oh, what is this? And I clicked on it and started seeing all these accessories that the Edie Parker line had done. And so I thought that was so cute. And when I clicked on it, like every single thing from like lighters to ashtrays to rolling trays, rolling papers, everything was just so pretty. And I think it's kind of like the girl, you know, she talked about it from my bed vase, like things that you don't mind having out in your home, mm-hmm. like something you don't need to go run and hide. Like the each, each design is just such a piece of art that you're going to want to have it displayed. And it, it's kind of like me too, is like, I love that she's someone that you really wouldn't even think of in a weed space or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I love that she stepped out and became a part of that space before it was even like, okay too. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's amazing. And I love every single solitary thing that she does. It's, so yeah, fangirl. <laughs> love it. Hi, Brett. Hi. Here I am. Here you are. And I'm very happy you're on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you guys. Honestly, it's okay. First of all, I'm stoned, but I'm having some trouble with words. But I was just thinking like, I rarely kind of like fangirl over things because I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not that person, but there's very specific things I remember like when Molly and our family first came out to LA that in my mind would be like, ooh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, I want to be a part of that. And I, I just really, truly remember when you first came out with your the handbags. And I was, like, so in awe of them. It was just, like, so, like, it, that's not even on my level. Like, I'll never be able to carry one of those. Or I, I just remember feeling that and, like, just thinking that they were such a piece of art. So it's, like, so cool for me to have you on here. I mean, you're going to make me cry. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. It's true because I was just like, me and Brandy were talking today. I was like coming up with things, just thinking outside of the box so much. And I feel like there's so many different handbags, but like that truly did impact me like that. Just that it was custom and it felt personal and it was very artistic and I don't know. And so then when I read today that you kind of started your handbag collection for your, because you loved mid-century, I cannot tell you how obsessed with mid-century furniture and homes, like it's like a crazy obsession. And Miley actually has one that we're getting ready to redo and it is so much fun. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I love so much about that period, and in addition to just the aesthetic, is that it's this time like post-World War II when America is setting fashion trends globally. And so it's just this like amazing creative time and the use of plastics is part of this innovation. And so it's just, I love the whole thing, but I, I truly am beyond flattered that you said that and, and so appreciative. So thank you so much. Well, when I read that, I just thought it was so cool, you know, that that's kind of where your mind went. And is that part of the reason that you did the use of acrylic? Yeah, I mean, I collected the original bags from the 50s and 60s forever. Like I was a kid who grew up thrifting and going to vintage shops. And frankly, I bought everything at the time. Like I collected everything. And I would think I was had maybe hoarding tendencies as a kid, but we didn't call Mm -hmm. it that then. Um, And then as I got older, and I moved to New York, and I had to like, you know, consolidate because I didn't have space. I always kept the acrylic ones and I always wore them and people would always ask me about them. And there's this great sense of nostalgia and curiosity about the product. Like people would either be like, oh, my aunt or my grandma has a bag like that. Or just what is that? It's super cool. So that's why I started them because I loved them and they became increasingly hard to find. And that's kind of the story. That is so cool. Thank you. That's crazy. 
All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, Mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah. Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you and, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, They're okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. So I was reading your bio. We entered you a little bit before you came on, and I had no idea you were the director of PR at Gucci and then also worked at Dolce & Gabbana and PR. So how long were you doing that at like big companies like that before you went off on your own to start your own company? Well, I started at Gucci right when I graduated college and worked there for a few years, then went to Dolce and then back to Gucci. And that's sort of what gave me the confidence to launch my own business because in addition to just loving the mid-century bags and fashion in general, I knew the markets pretty well. I covered accessory at both those brands and I knew there weren't a lot of people focusing on evening and on sort of just like casual evening, as I call it. Everything else had been like really ornamented or really special. And so I did that for about eight or nine years. And then I had my first daughter, Edie, who the brand is named after. I mean, she's my only daughter, first kid. Only daughter. <laughs> and then after that, after I had her, I was like, okay, I always want to work. I always want to do something. But if I'm going to be going to work and I'm going to be leaving this perfect little thing I just made, I want it to be for something meaningful and worthwhile. And I want to feel really good about it and creative and inspired. So that's when I started. So when you were still working at Gucci, did you kind of have like an idea of the acrylic handbags or did you leave Gucci and just totally start over after you left? I was on maternity leave and I was reading a lot and I have a lot of mid-century design books, probably like your mom, because I love it. And I was reading a lot about these bags because I collected them. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, I have time to look at some books that I don't normally have time to look at. And so I just got more and more excited about sort of recreating these bags. And so I started thinking about it when I was on maternity leave and then I tried to go back kind of part-time and then it just... I just left and, and started pursuing it in earnest. It's so funny because we were just talking about, I said something like, you know what? I have this theory that like, if you can think it, it's already been done or somebody's in the process of doing it. And she was like, that's so negative. But what's cool about what you did is like you said, you almost like recreated something that already existed, but just made your own version of it. And I think that's really cool because I think a lot of people probably are in the same position as me where it's like it's easy to get down and think like well everything's already been done everything's already been made but there has to be somewhere else to go from there so the fact that you were able to recreate something and make it your own and make it so successful I think is really inspiring and I'm inclined to agree with you I think it's really hard to come up with something that hasn't been done and done better and I think the advice that I give anybody that wants to start a brand and we certainly made these mistakes like we launched and we had a lot of success and we had a lot of relationships with stores and stylists so we were able to grow pretty quickly um, but then once we had success with, with our core product, we're like, okay, let's do a million other things. And that was a mistake. And I think it's like, if you want to start something, just do something that you think doesn't exist and do that the best, like mm -hmm. focus on that. You don't have to have this like 
full line of lifestyle products and everything else or, you know, whatever else you want to do, do the good thing and do it well and better than everybody else. Honestly, Molly talks about that all the time, even to me. Like, I'll have 8 million ideas and she's like, mom, only do that one. Like, the one that you love, that you are so passionate about, focus on that. And that's kind of been like her whole mentality. And I I do think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? I mean, because like you want to challenge yourself and like, you want to do more, but maybe you don't have to share it with everybody. <laughs> exactly. Well, then honestly, then it seems like you, and I guess because it is, you kept it so on brand with what you do with the acrylic trays as we're going to Eddie Parker flower. So yeah, that's and, where I was going with that is like you mastered the handbag thing and then you did move on to something else. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I think flower by Edie Parker is yet another area where I think people aren't doing that. I think there's a white mm-hmm. space again, because I don't think a lot of cannabis brands talk to women in the way that we talk to women. I think like my experience in dispensaries was always like hyper-masculine, hyper-minimalist or like old-timey apothecary medicinal brands. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing when I walked through that was like speaking to me as a consumer. Obviously it's weed and it's cool and you're in a dispensary and it's super supply constrained, especially in California. So it's kind of like you'll buy anything and I get that. But as cannabis grows and becomes more and more accepted, like I want to walk into the dispensary and love the packaging of an item and like, you know, and and find something really appealing. Um, and so I think there was a white space there. And also with accessories, same kind of thing. I don't think people were making really carefully considered feminine accessories that were really giftable and personalized. I think it was like you buy stuff at a head shop or you buy things that you keep in a drawer. And I felt the opposite. I wanted to like give my friend a beautiful rolling tray or a tabletop lighter with her initials or a beautiful pipe that even if she didn't want to smoke, she'd want to put it in a bowl and display it. So, you know, to your point, Brandy, it's like, yes, I did another thing, but it was a carefully considered thing that I also think didn't exactly exist. Mm-hmm. It's true because I, I was saying that to Brandy uh, earlier is that I love that you kept so much of it, the acrylic, the mm-hmm. acrylic trays. And I think that's so amazing, but it is true. Like that there is a space even now for that because I want things that I can display. You know, I like the lighters are so beautiful. And I mean, I would give that as a gift for somebody that didn't smoke just because it's a beautiful accessory for your house. And I think we're missing that hugely. Right. I mean, all of this really helps with sort of this mainstreamification or normalization, like having things that look beautiful that you're not ashamed to display makes you engage with cannabis like any other consumer product. And that is really the goal. Because there is still such a huge stigma. There is. And my mom talks about all the time, like she started this episode by being like, I'm so happy that I'm out with my like (laughs) cannabis lifestyle now because it did. It took her a while to feel comfortable even coming out and saying that she smokes because of that stigma. And I think for her, like growing up and everything, it was just, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And so for her, my mom's just recently been very, come out to be very open about it. And obviously this podcast was a big part of that. But for you, were you always open about cannabis use? Was there any fear when you first came out with Edie Parker Flower about like coupling that with your handbags and maybe like deterring people that don't smoke? Like, was there anything like that, like going through your head or were you just full on like confident about it and open about it since the beginning? I mean, we definitely thought about it. Like, let's be honest, we make this really sort of aspirational, expensive product. And we don't mean to make such an expensive product, right? Like the handbags are expensive because they're handmade either in the US and Italy. And we like pay people a living wage to make them and they're made with really beautiful materials. So I knew there would be people who would A, be like, huh? Like scratching their head, like you make expensive handbags and now you make cannabis. That doesn't make sense to us. And I also thought there would be people who would be offended. But by and large, and we've certainly gotten some blowback, but by and large, I think people are really curious about cannabis. Like, right, they're, you know, they're coming back to it if they're older and sort of like, oh, yeah, I smoked when I was a teenager. And, and I think they're excited by the options now and by the transparency and sort of the trust in the product that they have now because it's so clear mm-hmm. and like not black market. And then I think when you talk about sort of the social justice element and like, like you said, Tish, like growing up and like, you know, having the stigma associated with it, like there's no good in that. Like all the history of like why we were taught to believe cannabis was so bad 
bad for us. Like there's a lot of sort of racist history there and anti-liberal history. So I think when people are confronted with all of that, and they are more and more now, I think there's just so much conversation around cannabis. And I think mm-hmm. people are, are more open-minded than I maybe thought they would be, which, which you know, is, is obviously delightful. You know what? I found that to be the same people are a lot more open. I feel like that's why I wanted to speak out about it is because I think we do start to take away the stigma. Like you're a very successful woman and you smoke cannabis. And I feel like they've been so ashamed to talk about it because they would be judged for that they haven't. But now that people are, I think that's what's going to make the difference. Totally agree. I also think like the conversation and we're not about like health and wellness. Like we talk about just smoking cannabis to have a good time. We like to get Mm -hmm. stoned. We like to get high. Like we don't lean into health and wellness. However, it's really important to say like cannabis can solve the opioid crisis. Like cannabis is a pain medication. Cannabis is great for anti-anxiety. Like, you know, people are so dependent on pharmaceuticals and I'm not saying I don't like pharmaceuticals. I, I like them fine, but, but that's part of it. Like there is a real health component that cannabis can really positively impact. And it's important to talk about it. Well, I was, I talk a lot about this, you know, when we first started uh, the podcast is that's why I started smoking is because I, I was in a very <laughs> traumatic situation out on the road with Molly. Uh, the bus that I was on with my youngest daughter, Noah, caught on fire oh my and, God. in the middle of oh the night. Oh my God. And so to be able to go back to sleep on a bus was not easy. And so I started taking Ambien. It made me feel nuts. Like I felt so horrible the next day that I just wasn't even functioning. And so I was so against pot. Like it was insane. And Molly was like, mom, I like, okay, let's have a rational conversation. <laughs> she was like, like, tell me how this makes sense. And I was like, you're right. So I literally, <laughs> instead of taking an ambient, smoked weed for the first time, slept great. And so I never looked back and it just became for me, I always say it was kind of like this miracle for me. It really was. It's like, it just is really good for me. And I don't know that it is for everyone, but for me personally, it enhances my life in amazing ways. It really does. I mean, it's the only time I think I'll disagree with you. I love Ambien, but I think that's- I hate it. (laughs) hate it. So much. I mean, I love pot too, but God, Ambien really. See, Ambien makes me groggy the next day. Like that's the one thing with me is like, I do not want to feel bad the next day, but I'm like with pot, there's a no downside. So you're right. No downside. And no hangover. I mean, that's what's so great too. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it, for me too, is like, we were talking, I was an idiot and broke my toe over the weekend. And like, Honestly, I was just like, oh, it just hurts so bad. Oh, you smoke a little pot, like you relax. My toe doesn't, like, it's just, it's honestly like a miracle drug. But honestly, let's get into the next thing. So you said it feels like the next frontier of cannabis is sex and that you just came out with all of the feminine, how would you say I mean, we launched a little bit of CBD, but basically just because, so again, our, our brand tagline for flower is for a good time. So Mm -hmm. as much as I love the health and wellness, like I am a person who likes to smoke to have sex or to just be stoned. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't have a lot of like, I don't use it as like an anxiety pain management tool. So Uh I like it for all like the fun stuff. And I think, you know, female sexual pleasure still, I don't know what has more of a stigma if it's female sexual pleasure or cannabis use. So we're tackling them both. So we just, we launched a sleepover spray, which is just like a CBD sex spray. And we launched a tincture and a bomb and, and really in just a way to just be, get people who are in non-legal states to be able to have a little bit of flower. But because I think, you know, again, we just, we're a a group of women in my office, we're all girls. And and when we talk about how we use cannabis and and what we want from cannabis, sex is a big part of that. And so we just want to let people know that it is okay to get high and bone. (laughs) I love (laughs) I'm obsessed with you right now. But um, (laughs) because somebody, a friend of Molly's who, I mean, I'm friends with all my kids' friends. So those are actually my friends too. Um, And one of her friends got me the products for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Yes, and a vibrator. She, oh. That's what she brought me for Valentine's. I'm like, great. <laughs> that's great. 
crazy, but I think that is amazing. It's insane. I like, I know way too much about my kids, their sex lives, all of it. But you know what? I also love it because I didn't, I mean, my mom was the best mom in the entire world. Like she was my life, but we, she was not open about sex. Zero, like at all, nor would we have ever talked about pot or this, that just no. And so I do love it as much as sometimes I'm like, okay, too much, too much info. I love that my kids are comfortable enough to talk to me about both, you know, like, I don't know. Usually when we start talking about it, you're like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear this. Like sometimes it's a lot. (laughs) Like feel lost. <laughs> yeah, I think it's tricky because I think like even if you're open with your kids about sex, like I think a lot of parents accept that like sex is part of life and they talk to their kids about it. But I think this idea of female pleasure, like you know, mm-hmm. talking to your daughters about not just about like when it's okay to have sex and if you're comfortable having sex, but like you should enjoy it too. Like I really think that idea of like, oh, I I am gonna like sex is something that didn't come to me until I was much older. Tell them, Brandy, this, I just started watching this show called Jenny and Georgia, which is just like a lighthearted little mother-daughter, like comedy. And I was just saying, one of the reasons I like it are they, and it's only, I mean, it's, they're not really pushing the boundaries like crazy, but they're talking a lot about weed and sex and mm. women, female sexual pleasure. And I was, I was telling her, I'm like, I'm actually shocked and I, it's really the first show that I've seen that the mom and the daughter are talking about both in such an amazing open relationship t- kind of way. And I, that's why I love the show. Were you open with your girls growing up about sex? Not Brandy so much. Because she well, was first. Yeah. So my whole, the whole association for me was don't have sex. Don't do it. Not ever. Because I had you at 19 and that's not what you're going to do. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. That's it. So I definitely (laughs) had the tougher end of that. Don't be me. I love you, but don't be me. But then Miley came along and then Miley wasn't having any of that. So I I think, I think Miley actually helped. Oh, for sure. you around in that sense of being able to talk. I mean, you were forced to talk about it with Miley. Actually, honestly, she was one of, I mean, I had to, like Brandy's right. You know, growing up out here on a set and like, I don't know, it was just like, it was definitely not an option. And I'm glad of that because now I have such a real open relationship with all my kids and we can talk about anything under the sun. And, and, and I actually, I really, really love that. And I think we need more of it. And I think it would solve so many issues for young girls. I really do. Totally agree. Totally agree. My nine-year-old son, we, my kids have been watching Friends, which is much more sexual than you probably remember. And my (laughs) kids are young. So my nine-year-old said to me, like, you know, I'm like you now, which is like super open. I want them to ask me anything. I'm always like, no question is off limits. Ask me anything. So my nine-year-old said to me over breakfast after one Friends episode, mom, in a threesome, does everybody have to sleep with everybody? (laughs) And I didn't miss a beat. My husband thought my response was so funny. I just said, Oscar, in a threesome, there are no rules. (laughs) (laughs) which i I mean that is amazing true yeah of course it's true hilarious just have to be honest right absolutely i I love it it's it's yeah it's just you know because just growing up the way i did like i mean i would have never like i would have been so embarrassed and felt like i was saying talking about something that was so wrong so things are changing Mm -hmm. that's for sure that's for sure. Even telling my friends who my friends from high school are still my best friends in the world. But even when I first started talking about smoking pot, I was like, Ooh, am I going to be, will they judge me for that? Or, you know, are they going to think I'm like bad for smoking pot, you know, which after I came out about it, they were like, we were smoking pot all through high school. You know, <laughs> you were like, I'm like, I was such a, like, I did not smoke pot. I said 42 and I was wrong. And I was 47 when I started smoking. Oh, my friend, one of our friends, Laura called me and she goes, I hate to, to, to tell you this, but you were 47. I was like, oh, <laughs> so yeah. So I literally was just so against it. But yeah, both of them were like, we were smoking pot in high school. It's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Insane. Yeah. 
Well, this has been one of the most fun guests we've ever had. Ever. Don't you oh, think? Thanks. You've yes. been so fun. This has been so great. I feel like we could talk to you for hours, but tell is, if there's anything else you would like to tell, we call our listeners the stoners. If there's anything else you'd awesome. like to tell the stoners about um, where they can find your handbags, Edie Parker Flower. But it's actually Flower by Edie Parker. It doesn't matter. I call it both. We call it Weedy Parker mostly because we oh, just love, love a pun. You know, yeah, you call it anything. I don't care at all. Um, well, we're currently in California and Colorado and we have plans to launch in Illinois and Massachusetts pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'd love to, you know, be in New York, my hometown as soon as possible, because that's obviously very exciting news for all of us. Didn't they just legalize? They sure did. They sure did. But you know, it takes a while. So I think that like you won't see, you won't be able to buy cannabis at a dispensary probably for a year or so, but it's totally decriminalized. So that's like, you know, and all the criminal records will be expunged, which is a huge deal. Um, So it just makes a very big difference. And obviously, you know, in communities of color, especially where they're like disproportionately affected by these uh, drug laws, enforcement of drug laws, I should say. So Mm -hmm. it's really exciting. Go New York, go Cuomo, I guess. If you wanted to get away from a scandal, this is a good thing to do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then are the sexual wellness products, are they out now? They're out. We uh, have a, it's a, I don't know how much you guys know about trying to sell this stuff online, but the restrictions are incredibly onerous. So we Ah. can't sell CBD on a website with any smoking devices. So we've had to have a third website. So we have ED-Parker for regular accessories, ED-Parker-Flower for all cannabis accessories information, and then ED-Parker-CBD for our sleepover spray and tincture and uh, yeah. and hot pot. So if you feel like checking out any one of those three, then <laughs> please do. That's that. crazy. Do all those laws and restrictions make doing this, being in this business so much harder? I mean, is it like a huge process? Yeah. It's so insane having it. Working in a business that's not federally legal and where you have to be vertically integrated in every state is so insane. It's so capital intensive. The restrictions vary from state to state, the packaging restrictions, the CR restrictions, like, and then with the, with the websites, like payment processors won't work with you. You can't market anything. You can't do ads. I mean, it's so unfortunate and difficult and I'm really is. Yeah. I'm hanging it, on, hopefully, because I hope it will, mm-hmm. you know, change. Yes. Yeah. Because I've heard that. I'm like, it is just impossible. Like, they have made it impossible. Yeah, purposely. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, purposely. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll post all these think- links on our Instagram as well, so everybody can find it easily, because you guys got to check this stuff out. I really appreciate it. You guys yes. are so great. And Tish, I want to make you your favorite bag in the whole world. I mean, I can't oh get my the comments. I want to make you the most special bag we've ever made. That, is that was so just so nice. Cool. No, it, it is true. Just like, it's just something that was ingrained in my memory about when I literally first started. Like, I mean, I'm from Eastern Kentucky. Like I didn't know fashion or designers or whatever. And I just remember the impact that bag had on me. And it's just so funny. It was just one of those things. That now I look back on and go, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Brett and she's starting, oh, uh. you know, so it's just so cool for me. Well, I really appreciate it. And I like, obviously I'm sure you would say the same, but my most important job is to be a mom. And I feel like you look like the coolest mom and the best mom ever. So I feel like as equally enamored and inspired by you. So thank you guys so much for having me. So amazing. And yes, talk soon. One of these and- days we'll have to get together in person. Ah, I yeah. would love it. Well, yeah. too. nice to meet you guys. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much, Brett. Take care. Bye. Bye. She's the coolest. I am dead. <laughs> I love her. Mm-hmm. I like honestly feel like we could be friends. Oh, seriously. I'm going to I'm gonna be stalking Brett because she honestly is the coolest. She is the coolest. She, I, mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but she just like blew my expectations out of the water. She's awesome. So intelligent. She yeah. is like so cool She's and so, cool. so nice and so awesome. And, uh, and so chill. Her. So chill. Big you know what? Fan. Just cool. Well, stoners, you guys got to check out her stuff. We will post all the links on the Sorry We're Stoned Instagram. Her her bags are amazing. And I was actually looking at her, the um, all her like home accessories and stuff too earlier on her website. Like just the cutest stuff. You don't have to be a stoner to even like the stuff. Like she just has awesome, awesome products. So we'll make sure and post that so you guys can check it out. Well, and I was getting her to say what I feel like it would be so good because her bags are so special is like, 
if you need like a really nice like graduation present for someone mm-hmm. or like you really want to get somebody an amazing wedding gift. That's what I was about to say. Is like, you know, like a bag that says Mrs. or her yes. blessing or something. Like they, that is like something they cherish forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. it's like you said, like the the bags are almost like artwork. Oh yeah. Um, it's something that like it doesn't go out of style. You'll keep it forever. Just really cool stuff. We always talk about styling bookshelves. I swear to have a stack of books yeah. and that bag on top of them or beside uh-huh. them. I mean, you can display it like that. They so, they're just so incredible. But well, I thoroughly enjoyed having her on. Oh, MC coming in hot. I, I still have not sat down not once. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm calling, I'm calling you back, mommy. I just had the coolest guest on. I'm going to call you back and tell you all about it. Mommy! (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) That's funny. Mommy! Um, Wow. All right. Well, go call Miley and watch Jenny and Georgia. Oh, cannot wait. I'm just waiting for Georgia to screw things up, though. Oh, God. Don't give anything away. Okay, okay, okay. All right, stoners. Do you not need to tell our voicemail number? I would love to share our voicemail number. Let me just pull it out of the drawer here. Stoners, we need to thank you for all your good reviews. But if you're new and you haven't gone to give us a review, we would love that. Plus five stars. Love You can say whatever you want, as Brandy says, but just Uh give us those five stars. Give us those five stars. And if you want to call in for our DRMT segment, I promise we'll do one next week. We just got really carried away with Brett today. The voicemail number is... 818-839-0534. You can call and leave us a message. We'll play it live on the podcast and answer your questions. It can be about absolutely anything. It can be about design, relationships. You can even call and just tell us something cool like Bailey did this week. Uh, And we love to hear all those things from you guys. If you're outside of the US, this number might probably won't work for you. So what you also can do is go on to our Sorry We're Stoned Instagram account and send us a DM with a voice memo asking your questions. And we can also play those on the podcast too. So Okay. You uh, know what? I have one more thing. Oh, what do you want? I just want to ask if anybody out there, and if you do, you can call us and next week and tell us you, the answer is you guess and why you like it. How many people are on that new thing called Clubhouse? That new thing called Clubhouse. I want to know if it's something we should do for Sorry We're Stoned. I think I think it's a thing. But yeah, stoners, do you even know what Clubhouse is? Because I didn't before like a week ago. And if and you let do, us let us know why you like it or why you don't. I'm really interested in mm-hmm. it. Okay. I like that. Okay. Well, I'm off to watch Jenny and Georgia. See y'all. Don't forget to call Sissy. Okay. Bye, stoners. Bye, stoners. Hey, guys. I'm Alana Dunn, and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.